Hello, hello, hello. What is up? How are you? This is episode number 24 of the Hostile Environment Podcast, and my question to you guys is, what are you drinking this weekend? It's supposed to be gorgeous outside. Usually you'd be on a dock. Well, maybe you still could be on a dock at a cottage or at a trailer park or, you know, whatever, but unfortunately that is not to be for me since I have to work. So uh, I will be definitely drinking uh, one or two of those Smirnoff coolers that look kind of like the, uh, the old school popsicle. I kind of really like those. I'm not afraid to admit it either. Uh, and then I'll be smashing beers. So got to enjoy the weather. You got to do something. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's the weekend. So here we go. Long weekend. Fireworks. All that horse shit. <clears throat> um, I don't know what you guys are doing this weekend. Like I said, I got to work. I'm also going to try and build a barbecue, which is most likely going to be a complete disaster. Um, not very good at uh, the whole following instructions by yourself sort of scenario. Um, I'm much better working with somebody, but uh, unfortunately my better half is also working. So when I get off work, I get to tackle that by myself. So good luck to myself. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you know, the weather's been nothing short of incredible and I need to start grilling like really badly. I have like an amazingly uncontrollable urge to just sit in front of a barbecue with a cold beer in my hand. Uh, you know, lifting up the lid every three or four minutes to move the meat around the grill, which is doing absolutely nothing except actually preventing from cooking faster. So it's actually delaying the process, but that's kind of what guys do, right? Uh, anyways, moving out of uh, the barbecue section of the podcast, um, I got a question for you. Um, it's been bothering me lately, especially since the weather has been simply amazing. So it's actually a two-part question. Um, have earbuds and headphones or whatever you want to wear in your ears, have they totally destroyed the days of honking your horn at a beautiful lady while you're driving? And the second part of that question is, is it really not even socially acceptable to do that anymore? I mean, I'm obviously not a lady, um, but are you women really offended by the drive-by honk? I always thought, you know, it was like a, a thumbs up, like a good for you, random street lady. You're doing a fantastic job and Keep up the good work. Um, I always thought it was kind of a compliment, and I, I, you know, I remember driving around with adults back in the day who would give the driving honk, and you know, the ladies who got the honk, they always smiled. Um, I always thought it was a show of appreciation. You know, of course, they were also smoking cigarettes, and no one was wearing seatbelts in those days. But you know, that that you know, those were the days, right? Well, how things have changed because I gave the driving honk. Uh, the other day when I was stopped at a red light and a, a, a very attractive woman was sitting at the bus stop and I gave the driving honk and I got the finger and I got a nasty look like I just shit on the floor of the supermarket. So I was like, well, that's not right. So I decided to test my theory that it's no longer socially acceptable. And uh, maybe I'm just an old pervert dinosaur, but you know, I couldn't, um, I couldn't do the test because everybody was rocking some kind of headphones or, or, or earbuds or whatever, preventing me from getting the answer I was looking for. So if you want to come to me with all the reasons not to honk at women on the street, I'm sure you could. And I'm sure you could provide me with, you know, very compelling cases not to do it. Um, you know, with 16 year old girls looking like they're 24 nowadays and with all these weird metrosexual men looking like smoking hot chicks from behind with their tight jean shorts and their long flowing hair tied into a fucking man bun. Um, you know, I, I get all the reasons not to honk, but my question is, do women really find it offensive? 
And if you do, why do you find it offensive? So I'm going to have to post this question on social media in the hopes that I am enlightened by some female listeners. So please respond with some kind of answer because I'll tell you right now, and this is 100% honesty, if I was walking down the street on a gorgeous summer day and a car you know, gave me the random honk as a drive-by and a lady smiled at me while she was doing it, then sweetheart, you just made my day. And I'm happy that you're enjoying all of the hard work that it takes to maintain this physique and this hair. So thank you, random driving lady or driving man. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. A compliment is a compliment. Uh, so here's a flawless transition from that topic to the word fuck. Your boy, your host, your love muffin was a guest on another podcast, which uh, is based out of New York City. It was like a 30-minute interview. And uh, I think it went better than good. I'm actually, uh, I haven't heard the edited version, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way it went. Uh, so I can't drop the name of the pod just yet. When he's done finishing uh, all the editing, has the release date, I will damn sure plug it on all my social media outlets for the reason that I brought up, uh, you know, so the reason I brought up the F word, sorry, um, or the, the F-U-C-K, is because um, from him and from two other uh, podcast uh, business people, um, they all say that apparently I dropped the F-bomb too much. So, you know, look, I, I know I say that word a lot. And unfortunately, after all these years of, of working in jails, it's kind of ingrained into my DNA at this point. Um, the, the, the fucked up part is that I'm really good at not saying it in front of my youngest daughter, unless I lose my temper, in which case all bets are off because it just slips out. Um, I'm also really good at not dropping F-bombs in like social situations. <clears throat> so I don't embarrass my wife and present myself as like, you know, crazy white trash. But once I start reminiscing about like Tone and Derek and all the shit we used to get into back in the day, uh, the, the F-bombs just start flowing. Um, you know, uh, now is the time to get this under control. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to only say the F word when it is, you know, uh, absolutely necessary. And to do so, I will have to start counting the F bombs in every episode and kind of like track my progress. So kind of like a, a Fitbit for the F word sort of thing. Uh, so I'm going to do that and I will keep you guys updated because I'm sure you guys don't like hearing the F word as much as I say it either. But like I said, it slips out. Um, now onto the social media plugs, because since at the start of the show today, I have already said uh, at least once or twice that, uh, I'm going to be posting things on the social media. Um, and there's more of that to come in the, in the rest of the episode coming up. So, um, now, you know, I, you've got to know to, 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 all of these to vote on the thing and, and see all the pics that I'm going to be posting, you have to know where to find me. Um, not to mention that all of these connections that I'm making are um, also finding me and reaching out to me through the social media. So like I've said before, um, this shit is working. So with that being said, let's go. Um, on Facebook, uh, I am simply Jay Cowell. That's me. That's who I am. Um, you will not see me posting pics of, you know, cats with hats or half-eaten birthday cake with crying emoji. That's not who I am. That's not me. And I refuse to conform to that or wh whatever it's called when you post like stupid, useless shit like that. What you will see on my Facebook is a lot of pics that kind of help me develop the show content. So I came across, if you know, you've seen pictures that I've already come across, right? So, you know, in the future, if I come across a, a 750 pound man driving a smart car, through a McDonald's drive-through while ordering six two-condine meals 
all for himself, but you know, make sure you get those diet cokes. Um, then I'll post it there. You know, if I see something like that, that's where it's going. You know, along with you know any other crazy shit that comes my way, and I also post the TikToks that I make and I give show updates and um, and I ask you guys questions on there too. So um, that's that's where to go for that. And speaking of questions. I'm also going to post some kind of poll today to ask you guys what you want to hear on the last show of Season 1, uh, the 25th anniversary show for the Hostile Environment Podcast coming up on Monday. I'm going to give you guys some options. You just literally have to either click or tell me whatever the whatever way I figure out how I'm going to do it. You just, you just want to, whatever you want to hear, the majority will rule, and that's how we will roll into Monday's show. So that was the long-winded Facebook plug. Let's move on to IG, which is going to be much quicker where I am host.enviro.pod, pretty straightforward. Uh, I post tons of pics um, and some even unrelated material as well. I will post the occasional uh, picture of my daughter or a picture of my crazy-ass wiener dogs, shit like that. But I also try to keep it entertaining as well. So um, that's actually, I'm not a great follow on Instagram because I'm not all that active on it because you can't really talk on it. It's mostly just pictures, but I try and do what I can and I am getting better at it. Um, on TikTok, I am at the hostile environment pod. I made, I just make goofy videos to music and I post that shit, but I usually take those videos and put them on Facebook, but not always. Uh, and finally the address that means the most to me, because this is where I get the fan questions. I get the insults, I get the show critique and I'm starting to make my business connections. And that is, uh, j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. So there you go. All the plugs are done. Oh, um, I did Twitter, didn't I? At podcast underscore hostile. I forgot that one. There you go. Uh, So now on to the meat of this hostile environment uh, sandwich. Let's get to some headlines. Let's start with the most famous podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan making the news. Uh, Mr. UFC commentator um, has by far the biggest podcast on any podcast network. Uh, and then he sold his rights to the Spotify uh, roughly about six months ago. Um, exact financial details were never officially disclosed, but it was widely believed that the deal was worth upwards of $100 million for the contract duration, which I can't find how long the contract is either. Um, now, one of the things that made Joe Rogan so popular and got him to Spotify for $100 million bucks was the amazing guests he used to have on. He could, you know, one day he could have like a nuclear physicist the next day, he could have George St. Pierre from the UFC. And then the day after that, he could have Elon Musk. And then the day after that, he could have Dave Chappelle. Uh, his guests were you know, beyond extreme, extremely diverse. And for the most part, they were all five-star celebs or, or five-star names. Um, and and like, I listened to a few shows. I listened to um, one of the guys who works on the U.S. to Mexico border. And he, would, he, he came on the Joe Rogan's podcast and told all kinds of stories about the the Mexican cartel and the gangs and and how the people try and sneak through and sneak other people through and it was like a three hours I think or two or three hours and I couldn't stop listening it was fantastic so I, I've been listening to Joe Rogan for a long time uh, but the other reason that he was regarded so highly in in the community of podcasting and, and entertainment um, was the fact that he spoke his mind he would always say a lot of things um, that everybody was actually thinking but didn't have the platform. Um, to get the opinion or, or your message across, right? So you don't have that, like what Joe Rogan has. But when you have a podcast that averages apparently somewhere in the ballpark of 190 million downloads a month, 
that's a pre, there's, you know, there, there's a pretty good chance when you say something even remotely controversial, and I'm not even talking like pushing the limits, just even like even remotely controversial, it's going to make big news. And that's exactly what happened um, to Joe Rogan as of late. Uh, he's been under fire quite a bit, especially in the last like three months. Um, a couple a couple months ago, um, he pretty much said, you know, COVID was overblown. It was a flu. Masks aren't the answer. But he actually never said the words. What he did was he kind of danced around it and kind of alluded to it. But the words COVID is, is a scam or fake or don't wear a mask, that, those never came out of his mouth. Um, but you could clearly tell what side of the fence he was on just by the way he was talking because he wasn't exactly all that positive about what's going on, right? So I guess it got out that you know, Joe Rogan is anti this and hates COVID and blah, 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 or hates masks. and blah, blah. So people, of course, they tried to cancel him. And then that came with all the negative negativity and, and, and the, the backlash from people who, for the most part, are just like you and me. There's no difference. Um, I, saw, I saw the tweets. I saw the stories on the news about how anti-pandemic Joe Rogan is. And his show must be canceled because he's sending the wrong message out to the world through his podcast. Well, clearly those people who are saying that, um, the, the people who want Joe Rogan canceled, don't actually listen to Joe Rogan. But I do. And I'm very well aware what he said. Um, uh, but these keyboard warriors, these friggin', uh, friggin', huh? Uh, these friggin' cowards on the internets just saw a headline and, and they drew their own conclusion and immediately went on their social media platforms and went nuts with anger and outrage for something they really don't even know was actually said. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's where. Anyways, um, once that pile of horseshit kind of died down and it kind of went away, now another steaming pile of cow shit has dropped on a Joe Rogan's plate. And this headline it really caught my attention, um, so I obviously had to click on it. Joe Rogan slams cancel culture for silencing straight white men. Okay, uh, so if you were just like me and you read only that headline, you would probably be grabbing the color of your shirt. And be going like, yeah, I don't know, that's going to go over well for old Joe. But maybe you just keep an open mind and you click the link of the story to explore exactly what he said, or at least what they've printed, which may not actually be what he said, uh, most likely taken out of context, which most media outlets usually do. But I did click on the link, and I've got to be honest, I agreed with a very large portion of what he said. And for those of you who have no clue what this story is about, allow me to uh, provide you with some more context, which is what I do. And uh, I will let you either agree or disagree with his and my stance and his and my statements. Um, so Joe stated that uh, stand-up comedy scene, the, the stand-up comedy scene, because he's done it, um, uh, it's basically, it's become too far, too oppressed due to the fear of being cancelled. He also criticized cancel culture, and you know he added that all straight white males are being are being silenced due to uh, this new woke culture. He said things like, "Can you even make a great comedy film anymore, or have they made it so dangerous in terms of being canceled that old school comedy movies are no longer something you can do?" And I agree with that a hundred percent. Because how many times have you watched a comedy movie in the last couple of years, and you'd be like, "Ooh, that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't, uh, that you know, that wouldn't make the cut today." Ooh, we couldn't say that today. 
I mean, dude, I watched Police Academy, the first Police Academy with my uh, my oldest daughter about less than a year ago, and I could not believe some of the things that they got away with. I'm, we're talking straight out uh, racism against blacks. We're talking about racism against Asians, not, in a funny way, of course, but still, I mean, if you watch Police Academy, like if it came on Spike TV, well, I don't think Spike TV's around anymore, but if it came on NBC on a uh, Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, there's no way they could show that movie anymore without bleeping out a good portion of it. Same with when they play Goodfellas on TBS. How do you play a mob movie, one of the best movies of all time, a mob movie with bleeping? You can barely hear any of the movie. Anyways, so I'm, I'm getting off topic. So um, uh, that statement alone, I mean, of, of course, with him talking about the, the woke culture and da-da-da, that got all the what do you call it, the, the couch surfing internet community trolls on fire because anytime nowadays that you have an opinion that's not 100% in line uh, with what a bunch of strangers deem to be appropriate and politically correct, for them, that's kind of like chumming the waters and they lick their lips and they pick up their device and, and they open it up and they open up their social media app of choice and they just unload on a celebrity because uh, you know what the person said isn't exactly in line with what they think is appropriate. But holy fuck, people! God damn it, that was an f bomb. Uh, that one slipped out. That's okay. Uh, I'm getting better. Um, okay, so um, how about holy shit, people? <laughs> who who better to open up the conversation on this topic of of comedies and, and, and stand up routines and stuff like that than a guy who's a legit stand up comedian? I mean, I don't think he's very funny. I've watched his stand-ups. I, I think they're decent. But he, he's got several Netflix specials that he's made a shitload of cash on. Um, so he's a legit stand-up comedian. He's a guy who was actually on a con comedy sitcom, uh, News Radio, which uh, a lot of people really loved. I thought it was decent at best, but whatever. He was there. He's got that box checked. Um, he's a guy who left Fear Factor. He was the host of Fear Factor. Remember that. And he, he left because he quit. Because he almost punched out a guy. Uh, an insanely rude contestant guy who was disrespecting his wife on national television and Joe Rogan wanted to choke him out. Um, and he's also a guy that has a massive platform and can speak to the fact that the world is quickly disintegrating thanks to social media like Twitter because before Twitter, remember guys, the only voice you had when you disagreed with something was yours and whoever you were talking to. Your voices were the only ones that were around. And, um, you know, when I disagreed with someone that it was just you and me. Now, if I disagree with someone like say, I don't know, pick a celebrity, John Goodman, John Goodman says, uh, you know, uh, he loves the fact that aliens come down and probe men anally in the trailer park, uh, all around the world. Uh, I disagree with that or I agree with that. Either way, I can jump on my phone, get on Twitter and start screaming my views to the millions of people. And, and it only takes one person to retweet my opinion, and now it's out there. Um, now my opinion has been seen by, you know, a, 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 a complete stranger who may or may not have, like, a grade 8 education, but that doesn't mean shit because our Twitter opinions all mean about the same at the end of the day. Um, it just takes someone to see it and run with it, and, and next thing you know, it, you, it's like a steamroll effect, right? And look, I could speak to this on so many levels, especially right now. Um, here's the first level that I can personally speak to. Um, I started this podcast on March 1st, 2021, not even three months ago. 
Um, and do you know what social media I had? I had barely any. I had Twitter so that I had something to read while I was having my morning bathroom sessions, well, you know, which sometimes due to hot sauce, uh, hot sauce intake, can take length, um, you know, it could be a lengthy process. Um, and our times, um, kind of like as I put it, um, round one of an eight round prize fight. Um, and so far I was losing the fight sort of thing. So yeah, that's, anyways, uh, um, but I, I didn't tweet much. Um, you know, I, I didn't do anything. Um, it was, I, unless it was like wrestling related, I'd occasionally retweet a, a wrestler's thing or, or like something like that, but I wasn't huge on it because, um, even if I saw something that was trending, whether it be, um, something a celebrity said or did, or God forbid, another police shooting or, or something political or, or even like right now, what's going on in Israel? Um, do you know why I never tweeted anything about that shit? Because chances are, I'm not educated enough or informed enough to make a statement that would have any bearing on that situation. What do what I do have is an opinion, and you know the old saying: what they say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, but that doesn't mean you should post that opinion on the internet. I mean, who fucking cares? what John from Rhode Island thinks about what Joe Rogan said on his podcast. Or Mary from Saskatchewan is upset that more female directors aren't nominated for Oscars. You know, we, we, we better not piss off Mary and her 103 followers uh, because, uh, you know, if we do, then it, we could be looking at a complete catastrophe of biblical proportions if we piss Mary off from Saskatchewan. Um, I mean, personally, I just got rejected by a podcast network because they feel my content is too explicit for their advertising partners, and I don't match their target demographic. What the fuck does that even mean? Have you even listened to my podcast, or do you just see the the titles in the box, and also see the the box that I have to check that says uh, explicit content, yes or no? You have to check the box before you publish your podcast. And for those of you who know me, and I mean really know me, not just casually know me or know people that know me, but actually have known me for a great period of time. You know, you, you've been in my home, you've drank beer with me, you've played cards with me, you've broke bread with me and my wife. You probably thought when I announced I was doing a podcast, um, you know, so, uh, something along the lines of, well, this won't last long, or you know, he's going to say something that's going to go viral and he's going to get himself in trouble. But have I yet? I mean, I'm 24 episodes in, and have I yet? Um, the answer is no, I, I haven't. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, have I even said anything that's even remotely close to crossing the line? I mean, realistically, I tell stories, I tell true stories about my past, I talk about how fucked up the world is, but I, do I push the boundaries to, to what I should say or I shouldn't say? No, no, I don't. I really don't. Um, do I want to say certain things that bother me because I have this platform? Of course I do. Of course I do. Um, but I don't. I stick to the script and I try to make you guys laugh. I try and make you guys smile. And, um, you know, why do I not be a thousand percent, you know, Jay? Why do I not be a thousand percent myself and just unload all of my fucked up opinions and my fucked up thoughts? Well, there's a couple answers to that question. The first one is, obviously, I'd be cancelled. And I mean cancelled immediately. Somebody would disagree with something or everything I say, they'd contact the podcast network and my podcast would be gone. It'd be cancelled. I'm almost positive I couldn't even argue in my defense 
because you know in today's canceled age you are guilty no matter what um, because even if you only offend one person that's enough to get you gone another reason is um, because you know and think about this just because I have this platform to speak you know to God knows who and about God knows what does not mean you guys, the audience, want to hear my personal thoughts, feelings, and opinions on what's going on in the world, right? I'm not here to try and get you to jump on board with my beliefs. And I'm definitely not here to start a fight with anybody who disagrees with anything I say or anything that I believe personally. And therein lies the problem. Um, you know, Twitter gives you the opportunity to have a social media meltdown and tweet and cry and whine and bitch until somebody, anybody, finally acknowledges your tweet. And as soon as that happens, boom, you begin to feel validated. And then comes the feelings of, you know, like self-righteousness. And now your 103 followers are like, yeah, yeah, some guy from Nebraska just retweeted Mary from Saskatchewan's tweet. So she must be right. Let's trash that celebrity with Mary so we can be the first people on her timeline to join her fight against a total stranger. Do you see the problem here? Do you see what I'm getting at here? You know, a podcast, for the most part, is an opinion-based show, whether it's about movies or sex or politics, sports, or even cooking. This is my show that I'm taking the time to write. I'm taking the time to produce. I'm taking the time to edit, and I'm also paying for it. So I'm going to give you my opinion on said topic because I now have the voice. And if you don't like what I'm saying, cool story, bro. Delete the episode and move on or unsubscribe and go about the rest of your day. But, you know, to try and destroy somebody's livelihood because you don't agree or don't like something they said, you know, how about fuck right off or how about get a hobby? Or how about hashtag blow me? I'm sorry, but Joe Rogan is right, guys. Uh, in this instance, he is totally right. Everybody has to walk on eggshells now because even though I have a voice and I have an opinion that I feel the need to express, whether it be through a tweet or a conversation or a segment in a podcast or a stand-up routine, and it rubs you the wrong way, I am no longer comfortable enough to express my God-given right of freedom of speech you know, in fear that strangers from the internet will attack me and attempt to destroy everything that I've built. And that's exactly what he's saying. And for what? So the next time that these, these Mary from Saskatchewan logs onto Twitter, she could take pleasure in the fact that she somehow, even, even a smidgen, that she somehow contributed to, you know, incinerating someone's career all because of what she thinks is right and wrong. It's disgusting. It is. But apparently, that's where we're at as a society, right? This is where we're at. So, if I believe something that you don't, instead of having a conversation like back in the day, like I did all growing up, you know, and, and possibly coming to an agreement or an agreement to disagree altogether, uh, you know, we, we, we attack and then we, we, we get more people to attack. And, and we, you know, come and join me while I, I attack this celebrity and, and, you know, that must make me right and you wrong because of what I believe and because of the amount of people that have joined with me. I mean, this is pretty straightforward. The freedom of speech is a fundamental right in most countries all over the world. However, right now, that seems to have been proven wrong 
in instances just like this one with Joe Rogan. Because as social media shows and continues to show that it dictates what can and cannot be said. And that's fucking bullshit. And yes, I'm aware I've dropped the F-bomb several times already and I've tried to stop. I can't help it. Don't cancel me, baby. Jesus, don't cancel me. Okay, anyways, I I gotta move on. I, I think I've got my point across. I mean, I, do I agree with everything Joe Rogan says? Hell no. But I do hear. You know, and do I expect that all of you guys who are listening to this podcast agree with me? You know what? I hope not. I hope not. Because if you did, then we wouldn't be a diverse group of individuals. We'd be sheep. And we'd be taking in everything we read on our phones to be the gospel truth. When in fact, most, if not all of it, is just people's opinions. It really is. At the end of the day, it's just opinions. There's not a lot of facts anymore. It all depends on what you believe. I mean... For instance, just random, is LeBron James a greater basketball player than Michael Jordan? That's a, that's a debate that's going to go on until the end of time now, especially if LeBron wins this one with the Lakers this year. I personally think it's Jordan. A lot of people think it's LeBron. Um, you know, is Israel right in what they're doing right now, or is Palestine right in what they're doing right now? Um, I'm not going to answer that because I don't know enough to speak to it. But, I, you know, there is an opinion, right? And you're entitled to your opinion on what you believe. Is Joe Biden, the new president of the United States, is he a good president or is he a puppet in like a weekend at Bernie's type of scenario? You know, again, opinion. I don't know enough about Joe Biden or American politics to give a, an informed statement. But I'm entitled to, if I do a little bit of research and I feel the need, I'm entitled to say something, right? I mean... I know what I think and I know what I believe in regards to those, any questions, those questions in particular. You know what you think, right? And you know what you believe. And you know what? Chances are we don't agree on all points. And that's perfect because should we feel the need, we can have an open, mature conversation about why we believe what we do. And then we open up the lines of communication because that's how it should be done. Right? Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I said I was done. Now I'm officially done. I promise. I'm done. Um, that topic's closed. I'm done. I promise. Uh, no more F-bombs either. Uh, let's go on to something lighter. A lighter headline. Uh, let's move on. That wasn't exactly the smoothest segue, but I felt like I was starting to rant. So let's go to a, a fun headline. Like, Lamborghini has officially announced its own version of an electric car. Uh, they will apparently roll out their first model in the summer of 2025. And during my research for this topic, as I always do, I hit up the old Google machine. And when you punch in the, you know, the words Lamborghini electric car, do you know what, you know what pops up first? It's a website. And that website is where you can go to buy those electric cars that are made for like six-year-olds. You know, the one that you see them driving up and down the streets all the time, right? Um, you know, you plug them in. You walk around with your kid, you drive around the neighborhood while you walk beside them drinking a beer on a beautiful sunny afternoon. I had a fire truck when I, when I was a kid. I had a fire truck, one at my grandmother's house when I was a very, very young lad. God damn, I love that fire truck. I wonder what ever happened to that fire truck. Anyways, um, anyways do, do you want to guess how much a Lamborghini version of a car for a six-year-old is? The answer is anywhere from 400 and that would be the cheapest version, obviously. The the like you know, no leather interior or car phone or anything like that, um, and all the way upwards of eight hundred dollars. 
if you drop $800 on a fake Lamborghini that goes five kilometers an hour, and then you need to be waterboarded, or at the very least, at the very least, maybe have your hand smashed with a hammer just to bring you back to earth because you are now officially king of the douchebags. Um, and how about this? If I have the money, if I'm, if I'm well off enough to drop $900,000 on a car, do you really think I give a shit about the environment? Um, you know, for 900 grand, if anything, for that kind of dough, I want a pint glass of gasoline in the cup holder at all times. So I can take swigs of gasoline at every red light when people are sitting there staring at me with their jealousy and disgust as I'm revving my engine at the stoplight waiting for that green. So, sorry boys, you know, I'm not going to be buying your electric Lamborghini. Sorry. Okay, um, let's do a couple of headlines from your phone that you will never see on TV. Uh, that will end the show and take us home, but let's get those headlines out first, shall we? Let's start with Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Company is being sued after vagina candle explodes. Yep, this is a very real and extremely disturbing headline that needs more context for sure, right? It seems the man following the lawsuit claims that he could have died when one candle from the This Smells Like My Vagina series uh, exploded in his home. Uh, nobody knows whether the company was responsible for the candle explosion. Nevertheless, he is suing the company in a class action lawsuit. Uh, as per legal documents, Colby Watson of Texas. Could you even get a more Texas name than Colby Watson of Texas? Um, a resident had bought the candle in January and eventually lit it in February to let it burn for a few hours. He claims that after it had burned for over three hours, the whole candle caught fire, and somehow this ended in an explosion, which filled the entire room with smoke. So stop the presses right there. I'm throwing at least two flags on this story. The first flag I'm going to throw is candles are made of wax, and they're usually, from, from what I can tell, not the ones from the dollar store, but legit expensive candles, um, they come in some kind of glass or porcelain holder so that when they burn, uh, the, 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 the wax doesn't drip and it doesn't wreck your furniture and shit, right? And that also makes it safe. Um, it, it also prevents burning and therefore probably prevents fires. Um, you know, you aren't supposed to light a candle, put it on top of your stereo equipment or your microwave, let it burn for almost half a day, and then pass out to the smell of Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy. You're just not. If you're too fucking stupid to use a candle, then you are too dumb to exist, and you should be taken away in a van by some very large men and thrown into the fucking lake. And the second flag I'm going to throw is, why the hell are you buying a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's no-no place? I've seen the Iron Man movies. I saw that English movie where I think she was a queen. Uh, I saw back when I was a kid. You know, she got completely naked. Um, that was supposed to be all the rage at the uh, at the time. Like, oh, you know, she gets completely naked. You know, whatever. I don't fucking understand, but okay. Um, but at no time when I was watching any of those movies did I ever wonder what her vagina smelled like. And I definitely don't want, uh, you know, the smell of her vagina all over my house. 
Um, how about this? I'll give you an idea. You want to sell me a celebrity vagina candle? Give me some, how about Megan Fox from Transformers from like 10 years ago? That I will burn. Or Scarlett Johansson um, when she was in, in all, all those uh, uh, Marvel movies as Black Widow. Yes, I would definitely like, you know, not when she's in the leather because, you know, the, the sweat. But, you know, I'm just smoking hot. Anyway, uh, definitely a Scarlett Johansson candle will be on my list. Or even Cardi B. As much as I hate her music and I think it's disgusting, at least you know that she used to be a real-life stripper. So you know that shit down there is well-maintained for sure. But Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina? That's like the female equivalent of Clint Eastwood's nutsack in a candle. Are you ladies buying that for your house? You want Clint Eastwood's nutsack smelling candles for your house? Anyways, uh, moving on from that, I'll do one last headline from your phone, and it involves a fat moron from the state of Illinois. Uh, here we go. Man with fuck tattooed on forehead facing burglary charges. Now see, that F-bomb was warranted. Uh, it was absolutely necessary to read that headline word for word to increase the maximum impact and hilarity. Uh, so here we go. An Illinois man named Angel Scatini, uh, who has the words F-U inked permanently on his forehead, found himself in front of a judge yet again facing burglary charges. The 45-year-old man was set to appear in a Chicago courtroom in the Chicago suburb of Wheaton, Illinois in May. Angel is no stranger to being arrested or being in a courtroom. As police records show, he has not only several theft and burglary convictions on his record, but Angel is also a registered sex offender with no listed or fixed address. Um, what made this fat scumbag think that tattooing F.U. on his head was a good idea? This has to be a, a, like a drunken white trash dare, right? It's got to be. I, I don't see any other way around this. You know, so... You guys are sitting around in, in you know, uh, I'm guessing in like a, a trailer park or uh, where you crush cars and all that thing. Something something really dirty and filthy. And some redneck asshole, you know, is splitting a case of beer with Angel. And out of nowhere, he just says something like, you know what? I bet you can't get here curse words tattooed on your head for this here pack of cigarettes. And Angel decided that was a good bet to take. And he did it. And now he's a fat tattooed thief who's also a sex offender and must be a huge hit in all of the jails that he seems to be frequenting on a regular basis uh so i'm gonna post a picture of angel which i found um angel by the way not a fitting name for this human garbage but that's another story for another day anyways i'm gonna post a picture of him and his amazing life decision to get fu tattooed on his forehead for all of you to see and all of you to laugh at because Basically, no matter how bad your day is or what you're going through, rest assured, your life has to be way better than Angel's. Uh, so that is the end of the show for today. Please stay tuned to Facebook and probably Twitter. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'll know by the end of the day. This is where I will figure out how to post a poll for Monday's 25th anniversary episode special so I can give you guys you know, what you want to hear make you guys laugh, make you feel better for the Monday, for the long weekend, because that's my goal at the end of the day. That's what I'm here for. 
So until Monday, enjoy the fantastic weekend. Uh, it's almost here. And do me a favor, guys. You know what? Give somebody a hug and tell them you love them, even if you don't mean it. Uh, just do it. And I will talk to you in four days. Until then, bye for now.